Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. There is absolutely no psychological fear and you are beyond all gods. And God said he should send his one begotten son to lead the wild into the ways of the man. What does it matter? Our home, our nation, all the things we believe in are in great danger. Overtake, subjugate, and back to destroy another. The plane ride into the World Trade Center. Welcome to our podcast, Idiotic Ideologies. We're your hosts, Cindy Little and Josh Fernandez. Say hi, Josh. What's up? <laughs> and we're starting things off by talking about why thinking critically and deeply is so important. It's also why we named our podcast Idiotic Ideologies. Eastern philosopher Krishnamurti said, All ideologies are idiotic, whether religious or political, for it is conceptual thinking the conceptual word which has so unfortunately divided man. He goes on to ask, is it at all possible to live in this world nonviolently, in freedom, virtuously? Like Krishnamurti, we're wondering the same thing, and that's really kind of the reason why we started this podcast. And we thought the best place to start before we tackle other topics is to talk about how to think critically and deeply, because we think that that's kind of the foundation of all of the episodes to come. So what does it mean to think critically? I've always defined it as the ability to take apart your thoughts, check them for errors, and put them back together again more accurately. Um, According to the Foundation for Critical Thinking, critical thinking is not just thinking, but thinking which entails self-improvement. So taking apart your thoughts, putting them back together more accurately towards a goal of improving yourself. So, Josh, what do you think? Um, In a lot of words, but um, (laughs) yeah, critical thinking would be different because we're looking at how to how to think deeply. And so, I mean, what, what does that mean to somebody? So I think a lot of our conversations just in general throughout every day, every day, every day, you you use certain words and, and they just get thrown around. And so then life is just this superficial life that, that, that we're living. So let's, let's break this down where, where it's a little bit more understandable and just keeping it super simple. So ask yourself what thinking deeply would mean to you as a person. And so, um, and I'll, I'll go first and then, and then you can go. So, I mean, think, thinking deeply, I mean, look at it physically where I, I have a surface you know, I have land or ice, there's, there's, there's a surface. And then below it, there's something deep going on. And our humans, I always kind of question this, and it's interesting to me, is, is if human beings are actually losing this ability, or I mean, have we ever even had it in the first place, to where conditioning seems to run our lives, just what we've been conditioned with, our past, and how often do you even ask yourself certain questions like, what is love? Or asking yourself, why do I have fear? Or, and then not just stopping with a simple answer, but going into it very, again, deeply. Going into something with just spending a little bit more time on it. And looking, and, and well, I guess we'll try to take this one step at a time, but I'll just leave it here. Leaving things to where we see everything as separate. And we're going to go into on thinking deeply and, and to see how everything is actually one, and, and we'll, we'll get into that. But uh, yeah, what is what do you think when we talk about thinking deeply? I, I think that there, I, I think thinking critically and thinking deeply, I think you and I are just coming at the same concept a little bit differently. And um, I think that thinking deeply is, is kind of analyzing your thoughts and, and really kind of getting in there. And like you said, getting past the superficial thoughts and, and really, really examining yourself and examining 
why you believe what you believe and and reflecting on that and thinking about you know where did these ideas come from um so think, know, thinking deeply you you would categorize it as a belief i'm looking at my beliefs and analyzing your beliefs and, and analyzing and then in critical mm-hmm. and when i think about thinking about something critically it now they got to go a step further. It, it it requires like time, and it requires also. It seems like thinking critically. Let me, let me just say it this way: um, of when I observe the outside world, and then I observe my thoughts and my reactions to it, I'm looking at those things separate, and then looking at those things separate, then we tend to think you know, critically, or we tend to analyze things. I mean, I'm using these words, but uh, you're, you're picking things apart when it should be this instantaneous thing where I look, I observe outside, I see, okay, I see what people are doing. And then inwardly, I, I guess, look at that more deeply. Mm-hmm. So I know this is kind of sounding, uh, <laughs> no, 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 kind of no. deep, but, but well, I guess what I'm trying to say is like, this stuff should be instantaneous. I think that the, the, I only use the word think, but observing how since the beginning of time, people, human beings, they, they analyze, they, they think critically, they compare one thing to the other. And all these words start coming in when it's simply just observing outside observe you know we have words to describe things sexuality i have a word to describe fear i have a word Mm -hmm. and then when you say that word it makes it into something that it's not and so when i when i'm looking at thinking deeply i'm looking at something without all of that stuff without history without even the word i mean we need the word to communicate and to try to try to start somewhere but then when i think deeply all of that doesn't exist. Okay. I'll let you rebuttal to that. No, <laughs> no, no that's, that's why we're, we're doing this podcast yes. together. You will see throughout all of our, uh, all of our episodes, Josh and I tackle things from very different angles, which I love. I, I think that's great. It gives a couple of different perspectives. Um, so thinking deeply, really, it sounds to me like what you're saying is, taking in observations from the outside world and then examining them internally. Yes. All right. So, um, sorry. So let's start off with a bunch of problems first. So, I mean, there's problems, there's pollution problems, there's equality problems, there's poverty. There's just all, there's a hierarchy systems. There's just, there's all these, what what you would call a, a problem and to call something a problem turns it into a problem. Mm-hmm. So we would start there to where, what are you actually looking at and, and calling a problem in your life? And we can agree, okay, I mean, this word is is trying to describe certain conflicts. Mm-hmm. But if I look at my life and look at just life in general with all human beings, there's conflict constantly arising. There's So let's just look at conflict to make it easy. Just this, this word conflict. And we go about solving these problems superficially, which just means we're always trying to solve problems by using words or we're trying to solve problems by putting in certain structures. And so what you see is that we start having human beings start adding, 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 adding. And you're just to to put it into like a metaphor. You're just constantly putting all this weight on your shoulders and it doesn't do anything. Then, we see, we see what it produces. So this is what I mean by just looking, I'm looking at what's going on. And right now we think we're so advanced and that things have gotten so far. So we have the best medicine you can have. We have pills, we have all this stuff, but why then is mental health the biggest thing Mm -hmm. being talked about right now? What else do we, I mean, we're supposed to be just such a great everything's supposed to be getting better if you talk to somebody, but then why is poverty still exists? And if you, Mm -hmm ask somebody do human beings have the ability to solve poverty i think you're going to get a yes we have the ability so we have plenty of food food on this world so then what is it when i observe that outside world that has all these conflicts and has all these words like greed and, and this and that i observe that i see i see what's happening so then inwardly what do i do 
Mm-hmm. So f- first of all, I would look at it as we're making it separate, right? I have the outside world and the inside world. Mm-hmm. And just feel free to chime in whenever you I want. Will. I will. <laughs> so they have the outside. And, and I think what I'm trying to get to with the most, especially with this first episode, is to really look at things totally different. And I see people all day. I mean, we have TikTok, we have social media, and you see people talking about this stuff. And when I watch that stuff, I see the words, just there's a bunch of these words. And then there's even your own idea being pushed on that, mm-hmm. on, on whatever their agenda is. If it's world peace or if it's like finding a group to somehow make some kind of change, which it's been done since the beginning of time. There's always a group. There's always something coming around. And then, so I observed that. And then I asked myself, what has that done? And people could probably have a, but I would ask you, yeah, I mean, what, what has that done? I mean, has it solved anything? So what's the alternative then? I mean, uh, you know. So the, now, so the alternative <laughs> is when, when, how, where, where would I start? So, I mean, the, the alternative is to make yourself a teacher. I would start there. Because the first alternative is always going to be like my first thought to that, which I would say came from conditioning was, well, I guess you got to think of a teacher, but th- that's wrong. You, you don't find a teacher that you trust. You might find people that you dialogue with, but the answer's got to come from inside of you. And with that being said, the answer is always going to be not the words. It's not going to be the solution to the problem, because what happens when you do that? is you, you create conclusions about things and there's always going to be somebody else with a different conclusion. And so you're creating this conflict. So right now we're not looking at solving a problem or trying to change people. I just want to sit with observing and then thinking deeply us mm-hmm. going back and forth is kind of giving an example of, of thinking deeply of seeing all of that, seeing that nothing works, seeing that human beings create their own problems and then they try to solve their own problems and, that gets you nowhere. And so we're repeating. History is repeating itself. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, I, I I understand that. And and it sounds like you're kind of wanting a, a human reboot and mm-hmm. um, <laughs> wanting to, you know, find, find another way to resolve conflict. And, yeah. and like I said um, a few minutes ago, I honestly think that, you know, we may be using different words, but I honestly think we're kind of getting at the same thing. And that is, you know, seeing the outside world and looking for change, looking for answers within ourselves. But should that take time? Should that be something that, all right, I want to solve this problem of fear within myself. I want to, I want to, why do I feel anxious all the time? And and so on. Why, you know, why, Mm -hmm. why do humans act the way they do? And is that something that, which I was going to get to next is like, how do we think deeply at the moment? And I think when we think deeply at the moment, we throw a bunch of stuff in the mix that shouldn't even be there. Like your beliefs, your ideas. And then we'll we'll get to this in a second, but now you're starting to see what, what does all that represent? Your beliefs, your ideas, the way you look, the definition of beauty and so on. So you're defining yourself in that moment, when you're thinking deeply, you have mm-hmm. all these definitions of yourself that are being then compared to society's idea of something. Mm-hmm. And so either way, you have this opposition happening that's that within itself is conflict. So then it, I would just ask somebody, can you, how do you step out of that? And how do you think deeply at the drop of a dime? Like it's, it's something that just happens instantaneously. If you look at something without what you would uh, say is the you, my beliefs, my ideas, the way I look, how I think about myself, how I think about the world and so on. Does, can change happen in the instant, in an instant, you can get rid of fear. You can get rid of anxiety. You can get rid of it. Boom. All at that moment. Now for the listeners. Yes. You and I have had lots of conversations about this (laughs) and this is a point that we we tend to disagree on. And Mm -hmm. that is you believe that these, these insights can be instantaneous, that Mm -hmm. they can just happen and I, I do not believe that's the case. I believe it takes, um, you know, maybe for some people, you know, and, and I mean, I think we all, maybe for most people sometimes, I, I believe that we all have those aha moments, you know, those, oh my goodness, you know, why was I so stupid? 
and those moments of clarity. And they do nothing. Oh, uh, no, I don't and know. And you go back and forth. You go back. You, uh, you like have that little moment of clarity. All right, I'm going to do this. You can't juggle it. You can't keep up with it. I don't know. And you I, drop it. I don't know. I, I think there are transformative moments and there are transformative experiences. Last night I was watching um, that TV show on Netflix, Surviving Death. And it was all about these near-death experiences. And they were interviewing people who had died and like been dead for a while. Like this one lady had a kayaking accident, went over a waterfall. She was dead for like 30 minutes. And that experience, that one kind of focused experience profoundly changed instantly when she woke up, profoundly changed how she viewed the world. Until, until when? Until And then now. what does that even mean? Like, <laughs> I mean, and we, and we watch these, these television shows, which we know always kind of have an agenda. They want people to watch it. So for her to say that, I'd like to see, and when I say until when, I mean, there's nuclear bombs, there's worry of somebody coming in and doing, and, you know, uh, taking something there, there's fear of this unknown. And so the profound effect, again, I, I when I observe people without even knowing them or, or watching that, I can pretty much guarantee there's a until when or there's a profound effect, but I, I would go into, let me let you finish. Like the profound effect was, what did you observe from watching that? What was the profound effect that she said was on her life or that she had? She no longer, and they were talking to other people as well. She no longer feared death. And she said, you know, I've been to the other side. It was this very positive experience. And I have, I came back and I no longer fear death. It is not, it's no longer the big unknown to me. And it has affected everything in my life permanently. She says it's affected my relationships with people and just how I view life, how I view myself, um, how I, you know, you know, navigate the world. Can we get to that point without having, so then I think when people hear that story, they think, okay, I got to go through, I got to go through what she went through. But <laughs> no. can, can I find that same clarity for, if we would, if we're talking about the same clarity with that young lady, if, if it's actually the same thing or, or, I mean, if I can get to that without going through that, like I can just go, I can get to, I can get to that instantaneously right now. Like, all right, I, if I fear death, what is death? Mm -hmm. And and we'll get into that stuff um, eventually. But when you, when, when we look at thinking about something deeply at the moment, we, we tend to think that we're going to go read a Bible mm -hmm. or I'm going to uh, go through some suffering. I'm going to go put myself in something uncomfortable and, and, Mm -hmm. find some clarity through that or I'm going to meditate. Mm -hmm. and, and if all these things really worked, what action does it produce? And then, and why does it seem like we are still on a revolving door? And so, Oh, I had some profound thing happen to me. And so what, what is my action from that? Or, or what is taking place because of that? And, and is it any different than the normal person that has conflict in their life constantly? Yeah. And, and I mean, I understand what you're saying. Um, can you get to those places just instantaneously with this like insight all of a sudden? And we'll get more into that. Maybe. Yeah, I, I know we will. Okay, good, good. I, yeah. I know we will. <laughs> um, and I say yes, sometimes. Um, but I also think there's an argument that can be made for a, um, a journey, a progression of improvement. Where does that come people. from? Where does that idea come from or that? What you I, just said, like, where, where does that come from in yourself? Where, where did you come up with that? Where did I come up with that? Yeah. Um, I came up with it's it's just learning something new or or being a parent. Um, you know, I had a profound change when I became a mom. You know, and had a new baby, and um, now looking back, now that my baby is fully grown, how that journey all along the way, I had all these really small lessons. And, and reflected on a lot of things, and it changed me as a person, but it took a number of years. So that doesn't need a journey, so let's, let's keep it on that. So if, I, if I'm a parent, what is the, the journey that you're talking about? Is it evolving you? Like, it's the evolution of being a parent, or is it the evolution of being a, a better person? Or what, what, what did that journey 
I I think lead to. Yeah, I think it was the evolution of being a better person, being a less selfish person, being a little more selfless. All right. Now you're saying it. So so all that stuff, does that require a journey? Does that require time? Which when we think deeply now, I I feel like we when I when I think deeply, it involves seeking something out. It involves time. When I say it involves time, it I'm not saying time as in as in seconds, but but time as in all your memories, everything mm-hmm. that's happened before you, history, and then we involve some worry, we involve regret, we involve fear when we think deeply, it, and it keeps us on a superficial level. We think we we start saying, well, maybe this will happen, but then I'm not honoring this person, but then I'm not doing this, I'm not doing that. So all this deep thinking is you're not deeply thinking, you're still on that superficial level of the consciousness, you can call it, of just everything, everything that's, that's mm-hmm. again, history, everything that you've been, in a, in a sense, programmed to do. So when I, going back to, does it take a journey to become a better person? Not if we have, I'm going to use this word education, but to, to like if, if your life or if you had these moments and we're so busy, who actually just stops and, and, and is like, you know what, I hear love being throwing around all the time. I want to know what love is. I see when I go to the church, this interpretation of love. And I see when I, when I, my parents, they say this about love, but then I'm seeing all this hypocrisy going on. So what is love? Does love even exist? And if this is your definition of this word love, you can have that. And I'm going to investigate as far as what are we actually still trying to um, say when we say love, what, and then I would get into deduction as far as I'm deducing things, but being on the journey doesn't need a journey. If I, so right now, that's good that you said that people are evolving through putting themselves through um, actions and, and, and certain trials and tribulations, and, but they're not getting to that same destination by their uh, psychology and by, this is what I'm talking about with thinking deeply, by being able to just be like, all right, I'm going to figure out what this is, this fear and this thing, but not by searching it out with other people, by, but, but by simply looking at people and, and the society and the interactions and then inwardly taking it in. And um, I'll, I'll explain more about what that means, but yeah, yes. being more introspective and mm-hmm. examining yourself. And um, I get that. And I, I mean, I think that's really important. And that's what I talk about, about reflection and introspection, you know, it's just um, examining your own beliefs and, and asking those questions, you know, what is this or that? What is love? What is intelligence? And yes, we will. We will definitely be getting to, getting mm-hmm. to those later on. Um, but I, I'd like to move on to a couple of quotes, if that's okay. Um, along these same lines, John F. Kennedy said, For the great enemy of truth is very often not the lie, deliberate, contrived, and dishonest, but the myth, persistent, persuasive, and unrealistic. Too often we hold fast to the cliches of, I, uh, cliches of our forebearers. We subject all facts to a prefabricated set of interpretations. We enjoy the comfort of opinion without the discomfort of thought. So you were mentioning all of that stuff that's in our heads, our beliefs, our conditioning, um, you know, all the stuff that came before, the people that have taught us, and it's all in there. And at least how I understand this quote is, when we observe something out in the world, you know, um, that we just very comfortably have all of those thoughts and beliefs in place. And rather than try to look at it in a new way and in a different way, we just rely on our, um, you know, our set of interpretations. And then we shoot off opinions and they're really not very informed opinions. And I think that that's where a lot of that conflict comes in is that, you know, we think we know something about something, but no, we just know what others have told us about something. And the people that have told us have biases, then we in turn have biases. And we really don't take the time to step away from those and recognize those and say, you know, I want to look at this situation, this conflict, whatever it is. I want to look at it with fresh eyes. Who, whoever, no one ever does that. Like there, there's no, and, and this wouldn't be propaganda or anything like that. But there's just, there's none of that. Like, and, and so you question that. Well, then, and then 
So what, why is that education that not exist? Why, why is there always somebody pushing an idea on you? Why? And so I, w- I would ask why thinking deeply would just requires asking why getting mm-hmm. deeper into what we're trying to say and saying it differently. And then, so with the JFK quote, when you say something like that, it just reminds me of how people always are. Right, I want to work on, on something, or I want to be more wise with a particular thing going on. So for him, it's like truth. But then we fall into the same, you're not going anywhere because you're, in, you're first of all, maybe incorporating too many words. You're saying the enemy, you're making an enemy. So now you're already dividing me and then that thing over there. So when you do that, me and that thing over there, there's already conflict. And going deeper to, to say, uh, we, we ask what the me is. And when we know that the me is going to be all these beliefs, these mm-hmm. biasness, there's no getting away from it. You can't, then I get to this point of there is no difference between me and, and what I'm, I'm observing because as long as I have this separateness of, all right, this is me, this is, I am different than what's going on. Mm-hmm. And, and I want to get to the, I want to make this into a fact. So uh, let's keep digging into this. But if I'm looking differently as, all right, here's me, there's what's going on over there. I'm trying to become something. I'm trying to become this idea or like when we're talking right now and someone's like, okay, I'm trying to grasp this idea. And then what do I do after that idea? And it's like, no, just look at the fact of that, of what you observe. There's people, they have all these ideas. They're constantly in conflict. They're comparing, they're categorizing. Where does that come from? Well, there's science. You observe already things are different uh, as far as it's separate. There's a table, there's me, there's you. Now think more deeply about that and look at, when you create that separateness, you're going to always create conflict. So then what do, what do you do from there? And, and we'll get to that. But all right, how do you, are you going to keep playing that game of there's me? I like my individuality. I like my beliefs. I like my biasness. I can see you. There's no way you can't see. I can see they cause conflict. I like that. I'm, I'm pro gun. I like that. You know, all these things. I like that. I'm religious. I love talking mm-hmm. to people about Jesus, even though there's going to be somebody that has a conflict, there's going to be uh, and then you don't think it's that profound, but then wars start from that. Then one thing leads to another civil wars, wars, revolutions. They all come out of that need for change. And all you're doing is change You're not changing nothing. You're just modifying the past. And that is not real change. Mm-hmm. There is absolutely no psychological fear in the beyond all gods. Which brings me to my next quote, which you just basically kind of explained. Hmm. <laughs> William James said, a great many people think they are thinking when they are merely rearranging their prejudices. So there's really no change in thought. Yes. Uh, and let's uh-huh. go in deep into that. So when I'm thinking deeply, what are you always doing when you think deeply or when you have a problem with something or whatever it is, when, when you start using this brain and thinking, what's going on? All right. I, I, I leave somebody with that for a couple of seconds. And what's the first thing that pops in their head? Maybe it's nothing. Maybe, maybe they're stuck. I don't know. But when you sit with it, you can like, this isn't complicated stuff. It's the past. It's the present <laughs> and it's the future. It's the past. It's, it's a it's, little complicated. It, what, it's, it's time. So when I, when I look again, you're, you're looking, you're thinking along this it's not, it's, it's a fact of time. We've, we've given it this word time, but we're not talking about the clock ticking. We're talking about my past, my present and my future. You worry about the future. You're, uh, you're suffering because of whatever you've been through in the past. And in the present, it's all in conflict trying to work itself out. Mm-hmm. So that that's fact. And then, so are we constantly comparing and, and, and getting aggravated because we want change or, or we're upset about something that someone's doing or, or, or do we just sit and see and feel and and do that? And then, uh, yeah. So do we just sit and feel it out, and then just and just end it there? That'd be nice mm. in, a, in an ideal world. Because um. <laughs> then you can see what's actually there. You're sitting at all right. What I'm not looking. I'm not getting caught up in all this this wind. I'm I'm wondering what's causing the wind, or I'm I'm at least um, just sitting and feeling the wind and feeling everything going on. Yeah. Mm. No, no. I mean, that would be lovely. I, I mean, I'll tell you that, but I mean, I, I think people in general, you know, no, I, I, I think the Kennedy quote kind of sums it up. Well, we enjoy the comfort of opinion without the discomfort of thought. I think there's just a lot of people that aren't, aren't really oh, yeah. wanting to, 
to think about the, their lives and what they're observing. Um, we hold fast to our presuppositions or our, our givens and the conditioning of those who came before us. So I look at my life, and I think this, this is a good place for people to start, is what are your, your things? We can't know everything. So we all hold some things just through faith. And so I think about, you know, one of my givens is my faith in God. You know, I believe that there is a God, and I can't prove that, but I just believe from what I've seen, my faith in God pretty much overshadows all of my beliefs and how I navigate life. But that's still a belief. Of course it is. <laughs> yes, that's what I'm saying. So. Yes, that's that's a given. That's a presupposition. That's something that we can't prove um, you know, scientifically. But then, so someone like you, let's let's keep it there. I would ask him, so would you agree, do beliefs cause conflict? Oh, absolutely. Oh, yes. But then what, and so then boom. All right. So stopping there, what, what makes a person agree and then be like, but. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and no, no, I get it. I get it. And, um, and you see that it causes conflict, but you're like, I'm still going to ride this out though. Well, of course. (laughs) And that's where, that's where I think that's, I think you've identified the heart of a lot of conflicts because we hold these beliefs, um, you know, whether it's a belief in God or a belief in the goodness of man and our ability to progress on our own and become better people. And these assumptions about these things come with baggage. Um, so, you know, we start assuming people who don't look like us, do not believe like us, um, they're bad. That's where I think the problem is. You know, we start labeling them as, you know, oh, you don't believe in God. But is that is that inevitable? A, is that inevitable? As long as I have a belief, it's going to be inevitable that I think something differently about you. Like, even if I don't think it with a thought, because uh, thought to me is a lot more different than just this word thought of, of, uh, of words. It, it's, it's a whole thing inside of your, your thing. So depending on the words you use, depending on your beliefs, depending on, on what you won't move away from, you're inevitably going to cause again, conflict, you're going to cause this um, judgment on people. You're going to cause a certain, even if you don't think you are doing it, 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 it has to come out of that. From a belief, there is a, um, there's a, a separation of, mm-hmm. I believe this, you don't believe that. So, exactly. then, so now we're separated. And yeah. so there's no way to get out of the, the whole process that we've been going down this anyways. Like looking at, when you read those quotes and, and, and you're talking about beliefs and stuff, my first thought is like, where has all that gotten us? You can, I've, you've had the most profound speakers. You've had the most um, intelligent quotes. And it seems at this point through my observations that all these words are just muddled and muffled and they get in the way of, of what I'm saying. Like uh, just looking at the fact, keeping it simple, that JFK thing, like, yeah, I see a lot of understanding in there. But when you read that to me, it just gets confusing. My brain doesn't want to keep up with it. Then you you have fans that probably don't like JFK. I mean, there's just all this stuff when it's simple. And then that's why I'm really careful with, you have to be really careful with how you you have this total attention of my words, my my tone, how I look. And it's not that you're attached to that, but you realize the profound effect that it actually has in your life. And so when I use a certain word or if I see people saying I love you all the time, I'm not going to say I love you unless there's an, uh, um, especially with like a girlfriend or something, unless we really know what love is and throwing these words around Mm -hmm. or using that word enemy automatically is like you're labeling something as bad, an enemy. Mm -hmm. I'm here to take you on and to resort this conflict and it, and to me that's all storytelling that's being the hero it's all stuff that man has made up which makes it to me not real yeah like it's not an absolute realness so then all you're going to get inevitably is just people fighting and st- sticking up for whatever they're sticking up for well yeah and and that's where we are and i know that we're this i know that this theme is going to be revisited over and over throughout all of what we've been talking about and continue on in our other other future podcasts. And so, um, 
but yeah, it's just identifying those beliefs or those, those givens. And yeah, we're really, really good about, um, labeling people. You know, if you don't look like me, act like me, uh, believe like me, then you're the other, you're someone else that I, you know, either think is less than, or you're not as smart or you're not as, you know, pious or whatever it is, you know, and that, and you're, and that's where that creates the conflict. I think that, and then I think also that thinking deeply about these things and being able to look at ourselves honestly and say, you know, I can't prove these, these beliefs or these givens that I've got. Um, and I need to keep that in mind when I'm, I'm talking to other people or when I'm trying to communicate with other people, because, unless I at least try to walk a mile in their shoes, I have no business judging them. But are we really, do we really look at anything honestly? Like <laughs> to, to be honest, to not be on me. And I think people, I, think I, don't, I, don't, I don't think I observe it. And I know it as far as people don't want to let go. They, they, they tend to think I, I would hear the argument with like, well, if you didn't have this, where's your moral standard? Well, we have a moral standard and apparently it's not doing anything. So you, you kind of ride this, you look along this ride we've been on and how people are just fighting, fighting, fighting for the beliefs, trying to prove something, trying to say something. It's the same thing. You, you really think there's going to be world peace from this. It's going to take a big disaster. It's going to take conflict until people just put the, it's, it's so petty to me, like this word petty, like what, what is petty? Like just seems like it's kind of frivolous, unimportant. Uh, I would look at it, it. Do you think your beliefs and not even believe, I mean, just everything that's you, the, the me, you, you hold on to that. And I would call that petty because letting go of it is something so much more bigger, so much more profound. It's so much you feel so much more because you don't have you don't have layers hiding that from you. And then it just stops there. Why do I have to think so much about where I come from, how people were made? What does that matter? And then people have so many ideas about it and it does nothing. There's no difference. And there's no difference between you that has has this all so awesome belief and then the difference between me who I don't even concern myself with that because what does it do it's it I hate using this word meaningless but it what how much me you're never going to prove where people came from first of all and then second of all if you even if you did prove it it's it it's not going to do anything for anybody because I can even go as far as just looking at oh well we're made from stardust and all this stuff and that still has no effect on me as a human being like making me any different than you are like oh yeah well, here's, here's what I think. Mm-hmm. I think that, yes, um, as we talked about at the very beginning of this, thinking deeply about these things and reflecting and, and being introspective and being able to identify these, these beliefs of ours and being willing to let them go if we find out that they're false. And I think that's where a lot of people get stuck is it's like, no, I'm going to hold on very, very tight. Yeah, to, we're hypocrites. We're just... Yeah, I'm going to hold on very there's tight. There's no way of getting out of it. Yeah, to this belief. And I think if we step aside and be willing to critically look at our beliefs and it's like, is this true? Is this good? Is this right? Whatever it is. Um, you know, does this other person have a point? Then I think that's really kind of the starting point where we we don't live in a black and white world. We live in a gray world. And there are some black and white things, but for the most part, there's nuance, there's gray and, and there's complexity. And I think it's important to, to recognize that and hold on to what you believe, but hold on loosely. Um, and don't just really, you know, pound your fist on the table and say, I'm right, you're wrong, I'm good, you're bad, or whatever it is, because that immediately shuts the door to any kind of dialogue. And I think the dialogue is what's important because um, it connects us to other people and it connects us to people who are different than we are and who believe differently than we are. And if we genuinely, if we genuinely are willing to set aside these beliefs or maybe change them in light of new information and in light of what we learn about others, then you know, I think, I think that's where real change can happen, but I think it takes 
a lot of humility. And I think there's a lot of fear in that and anxiety and people letting go of these beliefs that they've, they've cherished forever and have been told by others, this is the way. And I, it's a tall order. I think it's a really tall order. And I mean, honestly, I think that's why things have been the way they've been since the beginning of time is, is it's just, you know, we're kind of team creatures. I'm team this, you're team that we're let's fight. You know, <laughs> and we've made that we we're not those creatures, but we, it feels good. It's pleasure. It's a constant, it's a constant thing of fear and pleasure. That's, that's all you're living your life by. And then you think you have these little moments of what you think is happiness or joy. And it's not really that it's a, it's an illusion. It's a little gift for you for going through your, your turmoil because you're making life so uncomfortable. You're making life so fearful. So whatever glimpse you get of, oh, this feels good. I take that as truth. Your mm -hmm. truth is is dictated by the sensations in your body and the feelings that, oh, then this must be right because it feels good. And that's a load. You know what I mean? Like that's <laughs> that's a load. Anybody <laughs> can then take that and say, well, um, I like killing or I like. So your sensations and your feelings have nothing to do with any kind of truth or it, it doesn't prove anything. It doesn't prove anything. Um, yeah. So, yeah, no, I, I agree. And and like I said, um I think there's there's also that, you know, what what also plays in, um, and I want to talk a little bit about this. It's kind of related, and it's Confucius said, "Learning without thought is labor lost. Thought without learning is perilous." And what that means is that entertaining ideas of how to do something without any idea of how to actually do it is a recipe for disaster. So, if you're acting on uneducated impulses or you know, you think you know better and you haven't really deeply thought about things, you know, you're setting yourself up for disaster. And for example, you know, this is just a silly little example, but you decide to go out and read a book on mountaineering and then you sign up to go climb Mount Everest. You know, it's like, okay, I got this. Um, I, I've not really considered this or reflected on this or talked to others about this. Um, and so it's, it's something that I think a lot of times we need to humble ourselves or allow ourselves to be humbled because in arrogance, we move through life believing that we've got things all figured out. Um, the Dunning-Kruger effect is another one. These psychologists studied this and it's, it's goes back to that idea that a little bit of knowledge is a dangerous thing. And what they discovered when they studied people is that people wrongly overestimate their knowledge or specific ability. So I think of all those armchair coaches, armchair politicians, um, you know, students that, that go into the karate dojo thinking that, you know, hey, I'm a big guy, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go in there and I'm going to kick some serious butt, and they get schooled because they really didn't know anything at all. Um, so what happens in that situation is, you know, that person's either going to leave angry or they're going to be willing to humble themselves and continue to learn. And in turn, that will change their presuppositions, uh, their uh, beliefs. Uh, it's no. all going to be in conflict. They're still stuck in the, in, in no. the, the same game. They're, they're, they're not at all. It, it takes a lot more than this. So this is where I see where humans are stuck. The, to, to think deeply is to really get rid of yourself. It's to, and it's not you no know, Eastern philosophy stuff. This is the stuff of like, all right, when I say that, people's automatic thought probably goes to like, well, then what are you supposed to do with life and this and that? And that's exactly what got us here in the first place. You think life is meaningless. You think life is boring. Or you you have this thought about it if you don't have these certain beliefs you have or this, this certain me that's there. But that's always going to be there. That's always a given. You are who you are. So we're looking at psychologically changing things. And it takes time. You got to be intelligent not be smart, but to really be intelligent, you put things in their place. So like you mentioned the mountaineering thing, that stuff does take time. That takes uh, learning. That takes going to somebody. But psychologically, like with my psychology, to get rid of fear, to get rid of any kind of uncomfortableness inside of me, if I don't have the, the future, the present and the past creeping in on that, then what am I left with? There's nothing psychologically that can hurt me because I'm, and so I would ask, are people, can people first do that? Can you be in a situation and not let 
your past, your present, and your future creep in on you without fear because you're going to have fear. And the first thing you're probably going to think about is like, well, uh, how am I supposed to be safe? I got to recognize these dangers. And it's like you're getting into these illusions, these, these things that don't matter in this moment. In this moment, are you are you dealing with that? I mean, what are we actually trying to solve and stop letting your, your brain go off into these what ifs and, and well, what if this happened and oh, someone got raped and this and that. And you're like, that's not happening right now. We're, we're trying to look at the relationship with my feelings and my emotions and how that's just created all of this garbage of uh, conflict. It's, and and there's the only way out of that is is to profoundly get away from it all. Like you're you're th- psychologically, you know, we're not looking at society like math and all that stuff like cool, that's there. But with the human being, like what if a human being really put themselves aside and, you know, you, I'm going to say this and it's going to probably throw people off, but like looking at yourself as a human being, the human race, there's no difference between, you know, your suffering, your happiness, your joy, everything you want. Take a, take a badass dude like Mike Tyson, any kind of these fighters. I mean, anybody that you think is just some kind of person that's emotionless and, and super strong and, you you whoop up on them and you find something that that overshadows their their whole uh the, the me when i say overshadows it i mean like comes in and, and really shows them that there's something that you're weak shows them their weakness shows them their embarrassment it pulls all that out they're gonna be a scared little kid just like anybody else i mean you're, you're to, to not be afraid of anybody because deep down there's nobody that does not have that kind of emotion like this kind of um, feeling small if something bigger comes at you or just everybody can suffer it, and it just depends on some people try to push it away they're good at pushing it away but nobody's ever resolved it some people are good at um, suppressing it controlling it but you're always in the state of conflict and so then how do we get rid of it not even the how but is there a way to get rid of that is there a way to me as a human being to just not have any of that exists as far as my psychology goes and how I deal with human beings. Like when I look at a human being, for example, with me, and I don't like giving examples with me because I want you to think about this for yourself, but I look at everybody in that view. No matter if you, this lady yesterday at Walmart was, I'm looking for my card and she's like, I can hear him just kind of trash talking. Like she's like, you're going to be here forever. And then they finally asked, are you going to pump gas? By that time I didn't find my debit card. So I'm just going to leave. So I just left because I know people are, they have this ignorance about them. They have this thing. So it's not, I have no problem with you. What I have a problem with is that conditioning and that conditioning that's, um, uh, then you start getting into these abstractions. I'll leave it right here. But these facts, all right, I see the fact of that. Now I'm going to make an abstraction from it. An abstraction, you know, I'm going to make an idea about it, a story about it. I'm going to make it different than what I am instead of just, that's going to be a whole nother thing of how we look at <laughs> yeah. us as the same, but I, I start turning it into demons. Maybe she's possessed or, Oh, I'll start turning it into thinking I know her life, her story. And I start, you know, having this idea about her and it's just, it's meaning like it's worth Then you're hurting yourself. You're actually letting, I mean, we, we've heard it a thousand times, but letting somebody else into your life, you're now they're making your emotions and your feelings. Like you're giving somebody else power. And it's just, uh, to me, it's just, it's, it's like, it's just weird. Uh, it's, it's just weird. Just, it's like, weird that people do weird. that. You know, I, someone uses a tone with you, and then all of a sudden, you're you got to use a tone back with them. Yeah. It's the whole revenge thing. It's this whole you made me feel like this, so I'm gonna make you feel like that. Oh, that's stupid. That's <laughs> stupid. That's just stupidity. It, it is stupid, and it is stupidity. And um, and we'll get a little more into this into our next episode on perceptions of others, but. From what I understand, what you just said was that it would we're all the same at the heart of it. We're all people, and we all hurt. We all have joy. And why can't we, and you can correct me if I'm, if I'm misunderstanding here, why can't we just connect on that very basic level um, instead of, instead of uh, pointing out the differences? How about we celebrate how we're the same and how, you know, we all go through this life um, as humans. So we have to admit we're selfish. And yeah. That, the reason why that doesn't happen is because you're selfish. No matter what, how much love you think or how much you love your kids, you don't even know what love is. I guarantee that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know when anybody's probably asked themselves what love is. And then they, they let love be jealousy and anger when it's none of those things. And so um, mm-hmm. 
don't yeah. know. Okay. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, but looking at people's selfishness. And then, I mean, then, then you start getting into, I mean, through deep thinking, you always come back to this. You come back to you looking at your selfishness and then looking at what this whole love is that has been around since the beginning of time that we have stories about and, and we have people that have lived it, but it has no profound effect like we think it does. Yeah. Yeah, and, and like I said, I think all of us have a long way to go. And and I, I agree with you. I might not state it the same way, but I agree with you that really examining ourselves and how we view the world and and how we label the the observations that we make about others and about our world and really trying to focus on the humanity in each one of us. And I think that I, I think that's very, very important. It's it's unfortunate that, you know, one of the things that superficial thinking does and is and and just um, leaning on our beliefs without really questioning them can can lead to very ugly places. You can't even question your beliefs because the beliefs are always going to create conflict. If you want to hold on to your beliefs, then the selfishness creeps in and everything since the beginning of time, the Bible, I would even say even Gandhi, all these people, it carries, the reason it's never worked is because there's always this, I don't know a better word, there's this observer. So when I say that there's an observer, there's always, again, there's the there's this side and then there's that side. There's a Christian, I'm a Christian, you're, you need to be a Christianity. And then when I read the Bible, if I have to go read the Bible, which I can find all these truths without reading the Bible, when you look at what he's preaching, it seems like they're trying to preach that, hey, like, drop all of this. Drop your beliefs. Drop your, uh, just just drop who you think you are and, and find what love really means. And it's not a God. It's not any of that. Like, then you start making it into an idea. And so, again, that observer, that 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 line that that's like, okay, I'm going to represent this group. I'm going to use this word. This is who I am. And those things, you're not those things because when you die, it goes away. And so you look at all these things as far as with the Christianity, they have this rebirth, getting baptized. And so finally bringing it to an end. And you mentioned that story with the lady that had gone through death. But how, how much do people really, again, we use selfishness. How much are you willing to die now? Like to not die physically, but when you look at death, the the ceasing to exist, how much how much do I really love? How much do I really want change to the point that I'm going to cease to exist myself, my, my, what, everything that I want in this. And then when you hear that doesn't mean you're not going to do nothing. It means you're not attached to that. So even though I go and do music and even though I might, I, we're doing the podcast, there's not an attachment to where I, I'm not going to feel a certain way. Cause I can't do it. I'm not going to, I can drop that stuff anytime and then just drop it and be fine. And so how, doesn't, you know, a lot of the, I think a lot of these gurus and, and even reading the religious books and talking about greed and this and that, you're like, oh, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? And it's not to do anything, but it's to just to drop, die, die, be reborn as an unselfish individual, as someone who actually loves. And then love is not going to be as to specific. You can't just love your family. If you love, you love. It, you're, you're all of a sudden in this new world you have a certain fragrance you can smell wherever you go you 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 see not with your eyes but you actually see with being human and if i die because of that like physically die that's a part of life anyways i'm not i mean to be scared of that is like that's stupid again you're you're doing you're afraid to die and then if you're afraid to die that death i mean forget trying to think you love anything until you're to love is to then just give up to, to be unselfish. And so what does that mean? Doesn't mean give away all your money. Doesn't mean all that doesn't mean to do anything. It just means, am I willing to be unattached from my wife? Which means you're not going to have jealousy or anger because you're not attached to the actions she does. Cause I guarantee as soon as she doesn't do those actions, do you really love her? If you're, if your wife stopped doing everything she does as a wife, cook for you, clean for you, ask you how your day's going, all that stuff, would you still love her? And so if your love is valuable like that, that's not love. That's conditional. Yeah, you're talking about unconditional love where you there again, it's back to that whole idea of we're all the same. We're all beautiful on the inside. Let's just accept people as they are. Let's not put all of these, try not to put all of our beliefs onto them or let that affect 
or all of these I know, why expectations. Would you? I mean, what is, what, see, if people actually think differently, why would you want to do that when, if you actually look at it, what does it do when people go and try to force somebody? I mean, if it leads to war. It leads to it conflict. It leads to, yes. yeah, you're going to fight something. Someone's not going to like you. You're going to make somebody feel upset about themselves. Oh, God doesn't love me. I mean, whatever the stuff is. And it is. Yeah, it, it leads to conflict. And I, I think that we have a long way to go. And I mean, so long that, you know, I know that we, like I said, we've talked about stuff like this before, but you seem to be a little more hopeful. You, you seem no, to no, be. I'm not, I'm not hopeful at all. <laughs> you seem to be like, people well, aren't going to do this. They're, we can get there. We can get there. If, if we I, do I would like things. to, if I was hopeful, if I had to put it into words and make it uh, into something, I've said it before, like, all right, you have the, you know, all these ages, information age, bronze age, blah, 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 age. There's never been an age of just this education within this way, an age of dropping all beliefs. Like, like, and I, I guarantee you, you know, people say history is going to repeat itself, and this and that. History still repeats itself, even though you know yep. history. So the more you know of stuff, it's, it's, it's fact. The more I say that's racism, the more I make that instead of going into it deeply and getting rid of racism, because if I'm not calling it racism, it's not racism. We're going to go into it deeply and figure out, all right, this is a fear thing, or this is something you don't understand. So you're acting in a way according to your sensation. Your sensation is now so strong that it's making you act a certain way. And so if I know that, that that sensation makes me act a certain way, why would I not want to investigate that sensation, sexuality, greed, um, just the fear of, you know, your group not being a certain thing. And mm-hmm. yeah, uh, mm-hmm. I think you're just, well, yeah. If you, um, if you, does death bring life and you hear that in the Bible, but no one wants to do, people are thinking about it a weird way when death does bring life dying. Now the you dying, mm-hmm. like your beliefs and go into it, look at it and try it out and see what happens when you, don't have all this baggage. You have clarity. That's clarity. I'm going to take away this smoking screen. I'm going to take away, oh, but I really like looking at that picture. I don't want clarity. I want to, I want that picture right there. Um, and that picture is keeping you from actually finding an, an, this intelligence where you can put things in their place and just live a life that's super energetic. And it's just extraordinary. The things that, that you can accomplish, not through technology, but through psychologically through how you make people feel to how they gravitate towards you to how you can give them this clarity and no matter people are going to feel sensations regardless but it's about how what thought are you putting to the sensation that to me matters the most if i had to say that now yeah Mm. (laughs) well yeah and and so basically kind of back to the thinking critically and thinking deeply is is i think it's a lot of self-examination and just how we connect with others and on a very deep level rather than trying to change others or trying to set forth an agenda on how we want things to be. Um, Just a little more of just being and not, not going beyond that. I'm just going to be. And I'll, and I'll leave it with this to make that make a little bit more sense. There's, there's this flow. I mean, again, we separate everything the outer and then the inner, my psychology, and I separate that when this is a fact, I and mean, you can go into it some more, but just listen to what I'm saying and then try to go into it and, and see how you feel. It's a flow. The outside moves into the in, the in moves into the out. And so how is this, how is it, you make it separate by using your analytical brain, by analyzing it, but it's not separate. It's one movement. The what the choices I make outwardly affect me inwardly and vice versa. And so where do I start? If I want to really solve my problem inwardly, which is going to be, if we would agree, is that what's causing humans problem? It's more of an inward problem than an outward problem. Then I can see outwardly, we're always trying to solve problems outwardly, but it's time now to start looking inwardly and not saying that it's separate than you. It's the same thing as you. Again, that whole hypocrisy. Oh, you're trying to stand up for whatever you're trying to stand up with. Well, here's this other group. Oh, but I'm different. I'm fighting for good. Oh yeah. Well, uh, no, I'm fighting for good. And everybody you're, so you're, you're, there's no difference between you and anybody else or you and anything. This, this movement of in and out is all one movement. 
And if you want to solve, you want to actually solve something, poverty or something like that, realize it's probably going to be generational. So what mm-hmm. I, if I really love my kids, I'm going to do now to the ultimate love is going to be, I'm going to get rid of everything I believe. I'm going to get rid of trying to turn you into something, my child. And I'm going to, I'm going to take the biggest sacrifice and sacrifice myself, my beliefs, the me, how I think you should act, what I think you should not stay away from when I should be open and truthful with you as my child and tell you what sexuality is, tell you these things so you understand them and then you can go and live your life differently. So how many parents are actually sacrificing themselves in that way, but they have a fear. They don't want to let go. They're, they're scared that you have this attachment to your kid that I wouldn't call love, that you're, you, you want them to act a certain way. You're afraid they're going to die. You're afraid, afraid. It's fear. It's fear that's causing everything from your life just see that your kid's not going to die i mean if you raise it truthfully they're not going to go do this stupid stuff they do this stupid stuff when you lie to them when you push things on them when they see hypocrisy when they say you love them and you're striking them when they when you say you love your 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 spouse and then you're arguing and fighting when they watch tv and they see all this stuff so be truthful be honest with them and let them know how messed up the world is (laughs) yeah okay but Pre- not preach it, yeah. preach Josh, but not in a way where I'm telling you to go hide under a rock. No, this is the world. When you go out there tonight, you're 16 years old. Here's the keys to the car, man. Go do whatever you want. Go drive. I've already explained to you what drugs do. I've explained to you all this stuff. You're not going to want to do them. Your brain understands it. Now your brain's not going to want it. And if it does it, it knows how to do it in moderation. There's not a right way or wrong way to do anything. Do whatever you want, but it's the psychologicalness. And I guarantee if your psyche's right, the, the actions that you produce from that are going to change. And then if there's still a problem, then keep, investigating but at a certain point you can't you got to stop because there's nothing you can do that's there's no my action has nothing to do with it it's it's just the psychological thing as long as you can understand your action you know what your action is doing you see that okay i I shouldn't be doing this but i'm doing it anyways that's what you're trying to see yeah and those are some radical ideas i mean and so i i Like I said, and that's what I mean when I say I think you're a little more hopeful than I am because I don't think there are too many people out there that are willing to make those types of sacrifices and are um, brave enough to make those kind of sacrifices. Well, we know it. I think it's a fact. I don't think I'm being mean or anything, but then they're selfish. They don't know what love is, and that's going to be pretty much the majority of everybody. Yeah. They're they're so scared of just, just, you see, now all I want to do from this is just at least see how much fear, how much scaredness you might not think you're scared because your life's all good right now but again there's always a fear of uncertainty there's a fear of you realize that this there's not security in the world there's not these things and so see that and then see what happens from that your actions are just going to inevitably change and it's not that your actions are going to change but just the way you talk to people i mean your actions may change but we're more looking at you being intelligent and logical to understand things if i say this is super superstition then all right where's the superstition in my life and what am I going to do? Oh, but I like my superstition or I like, um, I like what I've read, you know, with anything. Yeah. But so, so I have to wrap it up here. I was going to yeah. say, we should probably be, good. be wrapping it up. Um, this is the first episode. So every episode from here is going to kind of come from this baseline, which I don't think it's any kind of philosophy or propaganda. It's like, this is where you need to start. If we're talking about something and you're superficial about it, I mean, you're not going to listen and you're just going to move on to the next thing. You're not going to get it, but we want you to get it. Yeah. Well, and, and like I said, the importance, I think the biggest takeaway in all of this is be willing to observe yourself and reflect on why you behave the way you behave and, and understand that beneath it all, you know, beneath all the conditioning, all the, you know, all the stuff that's out there and all of our experiences, we are all the same and we all deserve love and we all deserve, um, you know, care from others. And we become better people if we are willing to sacrifice ourselves. Um, like you said, um, dying, not dying physically, but dying to self. Is yeah, what what, what, what does it. death mean? Does death mean physically? Not? To me, that, that, that root word, like look at all the root words and death just yeah. means. And uh, we'll, we'll get to those. Ceasing to exist. Yeah, we'll yeah. get to those. Yeah. And I, I, I you know, death and, and transformation. And, and so I think it's, it's an important place to start because if we do continue to lean on our opinions and we do continue to Uh think superficially, um, the conflict will continue. And I mean, it can lead to some very ugly places. I mean, we see that in our, in our world right now. Some people want that. Hey, well, you can have it then. I mean, cause some people are going to be like, but yeah, I just have to fight for something. Uh, I I have to somehow you, you need this purpose, which, 
We'll get to purpose yeah, later. <laughs> There's so much, so much to get to. But like, yeah, this this first episode, I kind of wanted it to be an introduction, and I think it was to basically how you approach life versus how I approach life. And I mean, there's similarities and there's differences. And and throughout this podcast, we're going to be tackling these big topics, you know, like intelligence and love and greed. And it's not confusing. And I know we said a lot of words, but this is not confusing. It's just, I think the hardest part and where we make it confusing is where we want to hold on to this belief. And then I want to go read something and justify why I'm right or why, okay, I'm, I'm on the right path when the right, right. path is going to be just not having an attachment to all the, the silliness that man has came up with their yeah. ideas that man take away man and you want to see truth and clarity and then see what, what's there. But again, that doesn't mean not to enjoy things or not to, um, you know, read things. It's just to, to, to have that baseline of like, okay, I know this is man-made and mm-hmm. I don't know. You can start seeing the similarities and everything, but we'll, we'll get to it. But yeah, th- just don't make this overcomplicated. Don't overcomplicate. Yeah, and just look. And if you see that something's causing conflict, don't be a hypocrite. Drop it. And yeah, just it's it's always going to be there. You're changing your brain, your whole state of mind to 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 see that in every interaction you have, instead of only when you feel like it or or um, oh, I'm going to go today and, and read my Bible, and that's like the one time that you're actually let your Bible be your you my insight, my, my observation of everything and comparing it of like, okay, am I being a hypocrite here? Or am I being uh, totally truthful here? If I say something is superstitious for, I'm saying you're being silly, but you, but you, it's inevitable. If, if you're playing that game, you're going to fall into that circle. You're yep. Gonna, yeah. Yep. Yeah. I completely agree, but yeah. I think we're going to wrap up yeah. this first episode and um, episode two is going to be on perceptions and how we view people, which is again, related Thank you for joining us. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and um, give us some love. And uh, we give will uh, give us some love. <laughs> uh, what the and we works? will, uh, <laughs> yeah, we will, uh, we will see you next time. Thank you. It has to do with one's point of view. I had to put it that way. One's, uh, one's sense of one's system of reality. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast.